0: Tell me about that, like watching Kansas City grow and thrive as you guys are putting on all these events, like even Boulevardia, for example, from its inception to now and um, the parades and all, all of the different things that are happening in our city. What's that like from an event planning perspective, watching our culture kind of grow and thrive over the last, you know, 15, 20 years?
1: Man, it's so cool. I can't even tell you like how it like makes me emotional. You know, it's just like so neat, especially not being from here. Like, I feel like the field I'm in, I was almost destined to do this because it's made me a Kansas City. And like, I feel so much pride and like just to be able to be a part of these things that are so much bigger than us, you know, that are really like unite the entire city is really magical. Hi there. Welcome to the Connecting KC podcast i'm rachel kilmer
0: also known as reach the realtor on the internet where i love well connecting all things kansas city i'm a metro area real estate agent retired sports reporter and mom and probably too old to be calling myself a tiktoker but honestly that's how we got here <laughs> you can learn more at www.reachtherealtorkc.com but this show is all about introducing you to all of the movers and shakers interesting people heartfelt stories and funny quirks that make this vibrant community home. So let's get right to it with today's episode of Connecting KC. Today, I am so excited to welcome in Jess Rogers. She is an artist and event producer that loves contributing to community-driven projects and is passionate about providing memorable experiences for her city. She was born and raised in South Florida and received her Bachelor of Fine Arts from the Savannah College of Arts and Design, majoring in fibers and printmaking, and Jess has learned how to combine her artistic knowledge and passion for community organizing to create an exciting career, producing some of the largest and most memorable events in Kansas City history. Outside of her professional life, Jess is the proud mama to two young sons and enjoys spending her free time traveling, making art, and enjoying time with friends and family. And you can follow her life and career on Instagram at studio underscore Jessica Rogers. Jess, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Rachel. I'm so excited. Me too. So we met through Boulevardia, and I was blown away by just the the circus of it all but there was like organized chaos and I was like tell me about your you guys and how you pull this off so tell us about your company and like the size that you guys are and how many events you do per year all that good
1: stuff Cause I was like I could not believe this <laughs> yeah yeah. So a little background uh, so the company is O'Neill Events and Marketing mm-hmm. um, it's been around since the 50s it was started by my current boss's grandfather and it was a really traditional kind of PR firm starting out Then it transitioned to her father in the mid 70s and he kind of took it in the direction of political campaigning and things like that. And then my boss came in 20 years ago and took it into the event world and really kicked that off with Kansas City Irish Fest. Her father and a bunch of his friends were the founders of that festival and they kind of looked to my boss. She was in her 20s at the time to kind of Um, wrangle all of these gentlemen and kind of um, take it into the new world of festival production. And she kind of found her stride there. I started working with O'Neill Events 10 years ago on the first Boulevardia in 2013 down in the West Bottoms. They kind of saw what I was doing in town at the time. And what I was doing is I moved here, knew one person, was an artist, kind of got involved in the art community and saw a need for a market where artists like myself who were making things out of their homes or studio needed a place to sell their goods right and so i started a market down in the west bottoms called the gypsy market with my then boss at the time Uh, i worked at the genesee royale cafe across from the livestock building and he was like jazz why don't you use this parking lot next door and like have some of your weird art friends do stuff and so, you know, I started doing this and people at town kind of started noticing and I was getting hired by the Pitch Magazine to put on. They had kind of a Taps and taste kind of thing at the time that was like beer and artists. They hired me for that. And then Kelly, my boss now, got wave of what I was doing and brought me on to Boulevardia to kind of consult and run a maker's market, consult on the whole like creative direction and design of the festival and kind of on from there. And I was hired as a consultant every year of the festival until last year, about a year and a half ago, and she brought me on full time. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome where we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like perfect timing for both O'Neill events, you know, 20 years ago, kind of switching paths into this as Kansas City steps into this new era. And then you um, coming into Kansas City with the background that you have and like the arts and all of that. So Tell me about your move to kansas city like did you know that there was such a good art scene here or were you terrified that you were going to be like the only artistic minded person within a hundred mile radius <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i totally moved here on because of life threw me some wrenches and i had graduated um, from scad in 2008 and my best girlfriend at the time there we had this like elaborate plan to move to brooklyn at the time right because everyone in our field fibers and textiles it was like the start of design sponge and etsy it put a bird on it and all that you know and so it's like if you wanted to be in that field it was either brooklyn or portland mm-hmm. and being an east coast person myself i was like well uh brooklyn you know she and i cooked up this plan she had come back here after college and we we're like okay we're gonna pack up all our stuff and move to brooklyn we got well i got there with my dog in the moving truck and i was like nope It was before Brooklyn was chic, it was still filled with bed bugs and things like that. And I was like, I don't want to work 80 hours a week and still live in a shithole and not be able to travel and not be able to do these things. And I called my friend, you know, like in breakdown mode, and she was like, just come to Kansas City. And so I hopped back in my moving truck and drove here, you know, totally didn't know anyone. Luckily, my girlfriend had been here for a couple months, and so she was kind of getting finding her footing in the art community. And at that time, it was really small and kind of niche. And it was hard coming as an outsider. Because I think people here, they're like, I already have my friends, you know, like, it's a little hard to meet folks. And so um, and it was really kind of weird avant-garde stuff that was going on here at the time. But I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like meet people and make friends and make my own way. And that proved to work out. So
0: my gosh, that is so crazy. Like, of course, where else would an artist go randomly but Kansas City, Missouri? Like, <laughs> I remember when I moved here, my brother, you know,
1: kind of being a jerk, was like, what are you going to like get into cow tipping? Like, can you <laughs> do it? You know? And now he comes every year and he's like obsessed with Kansas City. And I was like,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, your timing was great though, because you came like right as like things were changing here. So with the field you're working in, tell me about that, like watching Kansas City grow and thrive as you guys are putting on all these events like even Boulevardia for example from its inception to now and um, the parades and all all of the different things that are happening in our city what's that like from an event planning perspective watching our culture kind of grow and thrive over the last you know 15 20 years
1: man it's so cool I can't even tell you like how it like makes me emotional you know it's just like so neat especially not being from here like I feel like the field I'm in, I was almost destined to do this because it's made me a Kansas Cityan. Like it is like, I feel so much pride and like just to be able to be a part of these things that are so much bigger than us, you know, that are really like unite the entire city is really magical. I would say I really noticed a shift. Like yes, in the art community, I moved here in 2010. I think around 2012, 2013, like Mayor Sly James incredible, started putting a lot of funding into the arts. That's when that whole world kind of started shifting. But then I would say with like, the Royals getting really good in 2015. That's when I started seeing the whole city come together. That Mm -hmm. was really like, you could tell the whole morale. People really like Casey on every single t-shirt. Like, you know, like I feel like that's when things really, really started shifting. And just to watch that and people come together and grow and all the businesses it's created. And it's really cool. I don't even know you know I have a lack of words like you know I could sit here write an essay on it but it's like it's just really neat to be on the inside of these really huge things that are happening it's really special yeah you know I think it's really interesting about Kansas City is like
0: everyone supports each other so much like the like art artsy people are like "Eh, maybe I'm not that into sports but like love the commute civic pride and then like the sports people are like you guys are like really cute with your first Fridays like we'll come drink and like support you you know it's like I love the like even though like different sectors may not be that into the other portions of it, they all support each other so well. Like, have you noticed that especially because you are in such a crossover of all of these different kind of sections of our culture?
1: 100% I think the pride of the city is what brings everyone together. You know, like I'm not the biggest football fan, but I am now, you know, like it's just like, you know, it is so neat. I think it's just the camaraderie and the way it, builds community and brings t- people together, whether it's art, music, sports, whatever it is people do really take. I was just having a conversation with a friend about this last Friday about how like people really take ownership in things here. So that's like, whether it's a new brand trying to start here or like whatever it is, you really have to like get in front of people and build those relationships. And like, then it'll blossom. People will own things in Kansas City. They will be like, Oh, yeah, I love that. That's ours now and like take it and run with it. And I think that's something really special that you don't find. Like, I don't see that when I go home to South Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like this, like, small town city special thing that brings mm-hmm. people together. So I do think it's something, like, we're sitting on gold here with that. Yeah, for sure.
0: From an events planning pers- perspective, is there a challenge to planning large-scale events in a little bit smaller city like this? Like, thinking, it, like, I remember the Chief Super Bowl parade. I was like, where did they get all these trolleys? Where did they get these confetti cannons? You know, like, when you're putting on something a really on a really large scale, are you having to, like pull stuff from all over the country? Because we are smaller, we just don't necessarily have that here.
1: Yes, definitely. I would say that that is the biggest challenge. Is like those buses, the double decker buses came from Philadelphia for the parade, which was interesting because we it's ironically Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah. and so we had to make this deal about a month out from the game, being like, okay, no matter who wins, we still claim like they're ours. You know, and so Philly actually had different buses on reserve from a different city. What? So it was uh was really, really funny. So yeah, I would say especially the position I'm in with my role is like the creative side, like the challenge I come up against is like, with these festivals and things is like, we don't have all the resources here. You know, I'd love to do some kind of activations that look like Coachella and things like this, like all the beautiful set design and like all the furniture, but like, it's just not here. Like mm-hmm. we're really limited, I would say, with like our tenting resources and our design resources. Like we have the talent here, but as speaking to specifically festivals and large scale events, it is hard to get some of that kind of creative production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: What is your favorite kind of event to plan? Is there something that really like when you get that assignment, you're
1: like, oh, my heart is fluttering for this. Um, I don't know. I would probably say I, you know, my boss has kind of tagged me as like the festival person. Like I, I, I like the big, the chaos of all of it and organizing all the different pieces of it. But for me, I get excited over even the smallest things. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I really like if you can give me any reason to get creative and kind of come up with some decor or like design stuff, that's really like what ticks my buttons. Yeah, I would say I get really excited over the festivals, but I like the little stuff as much like creative as I can have a part in
0: it. Mm-hmm what's your workload like like on average how many things are you working on on any given day
1: <laughs> yeah so and if you can see this like I don't um, know have um, video in this but this calendar behind us you know I kind of my elevators feel when people are like I don't understand what you guys do I kind of just say we're project managers right so we are able to stay small our company is only five women we're able to stay so small because we work with the best people in their field right so we hire out the best stage of production guys the best lighting people the best booking agents like so we can kind of project manage all these little pieces so that being said like i'm currently working on four upcoming events two being festivals and to being smaller scale kind of things. So you're always working on multiple things at a time and kind of it's a constant juggling game. Um, or we like to say we're ping ponging a lot because mm-hmm. it feels like your brain is like one second Irish Fest, one second Camp Leavenworth, one second Canterbury. Like you're like all day long you're kind of ping ponging back and forth. But mm-hmm. somehow my brain works that way. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll out yeah. it. I get that. I feel that in my job because I'm a real estate agent. So I will have like, you know, right.
0: five different clients. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? What's going on there? You just have to like your brain, train your brain to shift from thing to thing
1: really quickly, which yes. being, being moms of toddlers, that helps. That's <laughs> yes, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> I like to think that all of this will just like prevent alzheimer's and things like that i'm like <laughs> use it or lose it kind of thing like you have to exercise your brain yeah
0: for sure have you, do you guys ever get pushback being at all women like is anyone ever like so where's the boss do people Ooh. like are people evolved and like don't like <laughs> assume that there's a man in charge now
1: no i think that my boss definitely has gotten a lot of that over her career mm-hmm. and she's spoken about that like different ways she has to handle herself in meetings and like different mm-hmm. levels of respect when you walk into a room and things like that luckily i'm at the boss. And so right. I feel like not a lot of that judgment gets placed on me or my coworkers. Mm-hmm. But like, I do think that there's sometimes people need to check their egos at the door. Like, some of these meetings we walk into, especially with maybe older white men, they're going to, <laughs> to like, but then I think with the reputation my boss has built and our company and the things we've been a part of really brings kind of a level of respect. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, I I don't know, sometimes you get it with people, they will hire us as consultants and then like not listen to anything we tell them. And we're like, Mm -hmm. okay, (laughs) we're just gonna do what you say then, you know, kind of silly things like that sometimes. But Mm -hmm. I think for the most part, people are pretty woke.
0: Yeah, that's cool. What about uh, these events that you have year over year? Do they ever get to where they just kind of like run like a well-oiled machine where you're like, okay, hey, just push the button and go like last year? Or is that always like a huge lift because things change year to year?
1: Yeah, I would say the one that we have that is a well-oiled machine is Irish Fest. It's been going, it's its 21st year this year. And that one is able to function that way because they have such a strong board and committee of these people Mm -hmm. this is like their passion so Mm -hmm. it's like while our company produces it we have this underbelly of like i don't even know how many people it is i mean probably 25 people on the committee and then hundreds of volunteers who like live for irish fest and Mm -hmm. so because it is a cultural based festival people have way more ownership and love for it and it's like they come back year after year and they own different parts of the festival so that really is one that kind of drives itself everything else is a pretty heavy lift every year mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. Of, and you want to keep it fresh for guests and you want to keep it interesting you don't want to just feel like they're walking into the same experience every year so those do take quite a bit of work is there any
0: kind of event category that you feel like kansas city is slacking on we don't have enough of this kind of event and like you really want to see someone come in and put more on
1: that's a really good question you know we just got an email last week from a young man in town who wants to produce a hip-hop and r&b festival and that would be something I would say are it's definitely missing in Kansas City is like a large hip hop and r festival, especially locally produced, like we'll have these festivals that come in like at the Speedway or like tacos and tequila or like those kind of things that come in from out of town. But I don't know if there's a ton of support or anything happening right now at the scale that it deserves in that sector. Outside of that, that's such a good question. I like really want to think on that. You know, also, I feel like kind of Boulevardia is transitioning into this, like, KC Pride Festival, like, just, like, mm-hmm. a Kansas City best of. And so that'll be interesting to see where the future of that goes. But, yeah, I feel like we cover a lot of the bases, not just us, but just in the city overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to think on that because that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Do you have any interesting um, behind-the-scenes
0: stories from any of the <gasps> parades you guys have thrown? Like, we had to, like... Sprint Patrick Mahomes down the parade route to get him there on time. Any any fun tidbits like that that you can share?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have this whole thing. Uh, my coworker Eva and I always joke that we I started this TikTok account that's like behind the barricades. Uh-huh. I'm like, sir, because there's so much weird stuff, right? Like our brains are filled with such weird random knowledge for all kinds of things. But yeah, I mean, just parade focus. It was really funny. My boss and I were on a golf park going down the parade the entire time timing the buses and um one of the buses broke down right in front of t-mobile center because they kept like going and stopping and going and stopping because players were getting on and off of the buses and Mm -hmm. this one just couldn't handle it and it totally broke down in front of t-mobile and we were like ah what do we do and we started like rerouting the other buses around it and then it got power again and powered up and kept going but then that's when like every all the players got off and just started partying and like they had these mm. giant tequila bottles and they were like chugging them and then hopping into the porter potties that were on the peripheral and it was just like Wild and us being in this golf cart, like Chris Jones jumped off of his bus and came over with this 24 pack of course light and was like, Would you ladies hold this for me? And while like, well, I'm hugging, we're like, Yes, we will do anything you want. And then these other players were like, I'm tired of walking. Can we jump on your golf cart? And we're like, Yes, you can. I don't know who you are, but yes, you can. And we're like trying to identify them from their belt buckles. And we were like, Who are these people? Like, All these rookie players. And you know, it, it is just organized chaos. And it was just really fun to see how much fun the players were having and how much they were celebrating because it's like all these young guys like achieving their highest goal in their life a lot of them are like barely even 21 you know like these yeah and being a bomb of boys i was just like oh my god it's so cute yeah and like you know it was just really fun but yeah there was all kinds of stuff it was just neat to be a part of it and like i i feel like now i can never like go to a parade i have to like. Be, It like, you know, it's like, yeah, I ever go back to like being on the sidelines after. Right. It's like, I'll just volunteer. Just let me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure that's like kind of the
0: beauty of event planning is like the chaos of a bus breaking down turns into one of the best memories for everyone that was around there and all these players got off and started interacting. So it's probably like. The beauty of it is like
1: the thing you dread the most, the most stressful thing then turns into this like beautiful moment, right? Exactly. And that's why it takes like special kind of breed of folks to do this kind of work, because you really have to like surrender yourself. Like, right. Like once you're I kind of feel like once we're on site the week of a big event or something like that, it's like stuff is going to go wrong. Like fires are going to need to be put out. But like no one knows the difference, right, except you and like the inside, you know, and so you just have to be able to like roll with it and let it roll off your back and be like, oh, well. You know like we'll figure out a solution and it'll be better and that's like what you said like where the magic moments happen like are in some of these like ah moments it's so it's really fun yeah that's awesome yeah.
0: okay couple more questions this one is when i ask everyone that comes on the podcast what is a great meal you've had in kansas city recently like you went out to
1: dinner and it just blew your socks off this is so bad this is how my brain works um uh, are you blanking? I, mean, I like I love to eat and I'm totally like under pressure right now. I'm I like, It's funny because the, I guess I think the people that I ask that
0: are like not foodies are like, oh, I mean, last week I went to this restaurant. It was good. But then people that are foodies are like, no, this is like my identity. This is my entire personality. I have to come up with a good answer.
1: Like, right. <laughs> like the pressure is on. me right now. I'm kind of like, oh, my God, because I, I eat so because Kansas City has such amazing food culture. I feel like I eat well all the time, you know, and I feel so lucky because of that. Okay, I had a really good burger here Ooh. with this. So me and some of my girlfriends have been going to, you know, this no vacancy hotel that's like in the crossroads. Mm-hmm. So on Thursday nights, they have been opening up the hotel bar and calling it the lounge Ooh. on Thursday nights. And so last Thursday, I have to look that they have this like pop up burger stand there. And it was like the best smash burger I've had in a while. And I think it's called Good Sir Burgers. Mm. also speaking of burgers i like cosmic burgers in Waldo. inside of the place that it's inside of um <laughs> uh-huh. this is not i feel I, I have to always explain this to friends i'm like i feel like i make so many decisions for a living that when it comes to like going out to eat or things like that i just need decisions speed for me sometimes yes yes um, but i love food and i'm probably gonna think of 10 things as soon as later yeah no i love scissors those are good I'm going to Rye this week. I'm very excited about it. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm always good. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm the same way with decisions. And again, I think it's our jobs require a lot of yes. decisions and parenting young children requires a lot of decisions. So if it's like girls night out. I'm like, I'm not planning it. I will show yes. up. I'm great, but I am not in charge of this. Like I can't be in charge of one more thing in my life. <laughs> That's exactly how I am. And this like, yeah. feel bad, but it's like, it's just part of it. It's just yeah. What it is. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, once, once our kids are older, we'll take that over, but. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay, last question is, where can people find you? We gave your Instagram a shout out, but talk about like where we can find your art, where we can find your work, um, if they want to talk
1: to O'Neill Events, all that good stuff. Yeah, so O'Neill is O'Neill Events on Instagram. Um, you can find us there, O-N-E-I-L-L Events, um, or 1ill as we like to call it, <laughs> <laughs> but that's work or a My website. Yes, my Instagram is studio underscore Jessica Rogers. It's mostly art and kids. I do have a show at the downtown library coming up this fall with my work. I'm really excited. That'll be September to November. I'll be posting about that and whatnot. And then my website is not currently up. So, so yeah. and <laughs>
0: if it's around town. Yeah, we'll have to circle back once the website's up, then we'll do this
1: again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. And thank you and your entire team for all the amazing events you put on in our city. It's uh, You guys are a huge part of this like exciting moment we're having in Kansas City. So it is much appreciated by all of us. Thank you. <laughs> That's very sweet. That's very generous. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jess. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. If we haven't already, let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and TikTok at Rach the Realtor KC. We're back right here every Thursday morning with a new guest on Connecting KC. See you next time.